Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Hello, everybody. It is Sunday night, Monday morning, I guess, when you listen to this. It is time for 48 Minutes Basketball Network Benchmark! 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 I like that. I like that. I'm glad you guys added to that. That makes it fun. So Sean Mackey is not with us as he just got back in town from the Big Apple. So he's... Hey, man, that dude takes – hey, he takes more trips than uh, San Diego, bro. They, they be out there. <laughs> and they be riding around and getting it. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, he's like always on vacation. I don't understand it. I don't know how much PTO he really has. That's Grace. <laughs> Does he have that, that like Kyrie Irving PTO going? Hey, like he must, man. He must have that Kyrie. He got that Kyrie Irving type stuff. You know what I mean? Where he can just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna take a break. I gotta get out of here. Yeah. So we do have the three of us with us, as you heard. Uh, very excited for tonight, obviously, with my brother, Mr. Ben Brown. How we doing, my man? Man, I'm wonderful. I am wonderful. You know, the NBA season has kicked off. Um, super exciting stuff. Of course, we've got, uh, of course, our rooting interest in our teams. We got fantasy basketball going on. We got all kinds of stuff going on. So it's exciting once again to get back on the pod and discuss true life NBA hoops. Was that an actual true life episode back when MTV had that show? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Um, there was one actually of like I'm an NBA star or I want to be an NBA. There was something like that with that true. I remember life. that the guy that was like got a, he like tried to go straight from high school. He got undrafted. Yeah, yeah got I remember undrafted. that. Yep, yep, absolutely. I do remember that. And I would introduce this next gentleman, but then I would be taking things away from Ben and doing an injustice <laughs> to the show. Absolutely. Uh, hold on. I'm first going to start off by saying representing the National League champions on his hat. Hey, you see it. My you man, see it. my brother, oh, my ace buku, my number one, Joshua, Odellis, Ferellis, Montellus, Overzealous, Hayes. I know you in a good place with the Braves going to the World Series. What's up, my brother? Yeah, um, you know, we can bring this up a little later, bro. We were having a little bit of banner, you know, being us in the northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area and uh, watching the Bengals dismantle Baltimore today. Um mm-hmm we were all kind of going back and forth and I saw Tim getting into it. He was a little excited about the Bengals winning. And then I just said, you know what I say tonight for the, for the, uh, even though we're talking NBA basketball, I'm going to throw on my, uh, my ATL Braves hat because uh, this has been a long time coming for me to watch them go back to the world series. It's been what, 22 years. 22 yeah, years. man. Um, they, they've done it in the, in the, in the craziest way. Uh, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to Tuesday night. I said I ain't even I don't even care about football or basketball right now, which I'm lying. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just glad to be back on here with you guys talking basketball. So um, let's get it rolling. It is a fun week for us, like Josh said. As a Braves fan, you know he's got the World Series. As a Bengals fan, I can be excited for once in my life that they're a good football team. And, and I'm getting there. 
I'm gonna, oh. you're, you're, you're taking my segue, Josh. <laughs> I gotta make sure Ben's Ohio State Buckeyes get some credit for his outside oh, of the yeah. NBA credit. Like, oh yeah, the real no number, doubt. the real number two team in the country. Exactly. We all knew what no I was getting at there, but <laughs> with that being said, the real fun thing to talk about today, gentlemen, is as Josh and I have been. Very much been enjoying our text message threads these past few days. Our three and oh, let me repeat that for you. Three and oh, I'm sorry if you didn't get that this first time. And the second time we do it one more time. Our three and oh, Chicago Bulls. Now Alan Parsons Project's going to play. All the lights are going around the United Center. The man in the middle. Oh, oh man. So my wife and I were hanging out last night watching TV, and she goes, are you going to watch the Notre Dame-USC game? Because, you know, unfortunately, I'm a big Notre Dame fan. I said, no, I'm going to watch the Bulls play the Pistons. And she said, aren't they playing USC? And I said, you're correct, but the Bulls are playing. Oh. And so, I mean, obviously, it would have been – I would have won either way. Like, you know, both both were in my favor. Um, but mm-hmm. – I had to, you know, I had caught the first half of the Bulls game the opening night, um, but I had to record my for one of my other podcasts. And then Friday night, I was out and about, so I could only kind of keep up with the game on my phone. So I was like, all right, I've seen the condensed recaps on League Pass. I've seen all this stuff. I was like, I got to make sure I sit down and watch a whole game because I have to know what what's really going on. <laughs> and I am so glad I did. I know that people are, you know, there's going to be people who always want to diminish the positivity. We know how this goes. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, well, they played the Pistons and they played the Pelicans. And I understand that. My response is one, you play who's on the schedule. And two, they're professionals too. And three, the Bulls have two elite scorers, an elite mm-hmm. passer, a very good big man. I wouldn't say he's elite, but he's very good. Mm-hmm. A pretty deep bench, Javante Green, blowing me away how good he's been for this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, obviously, you know, they're not even the full strength yet. But just everything you're seeing from these guys so far. And we're going to go through all these names, obviously. But I'm going to take a minute here before we kind of let you get you guys in the segment. I'm going to talk about Ayo Sumu, And I know that's the weirdest thing to pick first and all these guys who are balling right now. But he is a guy that... Billy Donovan, as a second-round pick, has put in the rotation, has made the most of his minutes, is out there grinding every game he's in there. You know, he might only play eight, nine, ten minutes a game, but in those ten minutes, you feel him in the game. He had a hell of a block last night that set up Lonzo Ball getting a block right after him. He had an unbelievable mm. play where he chased down a steal. Um, so, you know, that's, that was just so awesome to watch. I was a big fan of his at Illinois. I'm so excited he got to stay home and play for the Bulls. Um, but yes, we know Zach Levine's incredible. We know DeMar DeRozan's incredible. Lonzo's been super fun. And Alex Caruso getting MVP chance at the United Center. Gentlemen, Absolutely. in your eyes, because you already know the answer for me is yes. Are the Chicago Bulls for real? Uh, hey. Hold on. I, I'm going to say my two cents because I, I know Josh, you and Josh, this is your team. <laughs> Uh, so I, I will say my little bitty bit before I hear Josh's because I know Josh has got a lot to say because you I mean, because, you know, the Bulls uh, I, right now watching them play, 
um, has been one, it's been really fun because, you know, you, you catch up on some of the highlights and things they're doing it too. I mean, the minutes they're getting from guys like Troy Brown, um, you know, you got Caruso coming off the bench. Um, you already mentioned Johnson. Uh, and then you've got two elite scorers, De- DeMar DeRozan. Um, I know he's kind of been lost in the woods down there in Spurs land because they hadn't been very good. I think people forgot how good he is. Man, that guy. Could I forgot how good game. he is. Yeah. His mid-range game is unbelievable. Um, he can get, he can make his own shot. He can get to his spots on the floor. Zach Levine, to me, looks like he's taking that extra step. He was already an all-star, but now he's starting to get to that kind of elite, like. Team cool. USA, Rob. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's he's actually, I mean, he's really stepped his game up. And truth be told, the biggest part of all that is, is Lonzo Ball. The way he's been able to distribute, the way being able to play pace. And the best thing about it all is the way he's been able to play defense. Um, he's played he's played unbelievable defense. Um, he had that huge block, like you said, the other night. Um, he's done some things really well on the defensive end, not only just pushing pace, but playing defensively. So I, I, I much credit to the Bulls. Um, Billy Donovan's done a great job of working that bench and mixing uh, mixing those guys around and giving young guys, young talented guys, uh, decent minutes, you know. And if people look at their minutes, they're averaging, you know, 10, 12 minutes from the bench a game. But those are huge minutes in the big big thing, uh, big scheme of things as far as Bulls basketball. So as a Pacer guy, I look at the Bulls and I say, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. All right, Josh. That, <laughs> Listen, these, are your, me, these are your boys. You, you got it. Let me tell let me tell you why Caruso is getting the MVP chance. <laughs> All right. He's the damn MVP. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I'm just going to say I, up to this point, because I don't know what's going on in the other game right now. Um, we're three and O with Caruso on the roster. And the Lakers are 0-2 without Caruso on the roster. All right. We'll get to that so later. That that in itself right there tells me that um, you know, he brings over a winning pedigree and a championship uh pedigree factor that other that um other guys don't. But no, on serious, all seriousness, um a lot of people were wondering why the Bulls made the moves that they made. And they were saying that it wasn't gonna work. Uh they were saying they got too many of the same guys. Um, you know, with DeRozan and Levine, um, you know, Tim and I have been lobbying for Lonzo Ball to come over since la- the beginning of last year. Um, <laughs> he's a he's a legit true point guard that knows how to run an offense. Um, I told you he reminds me he reminds me a lot of Jason Kidd, how he is. Um, he's not a score first guy. You know, he's all about the push the pace the rebounds, the assists, you get guys open. And if he takes shots, he'll, if he has shots, he'll take them. Um, I would like to see us shoot the ball just a tad bit better, but uh, we are shooting the ball fairly well from three-point range so far. I think we're almost at like 42% as a team over, over the first three games, which uh, Zach Levine is a big part of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he's, he's right now, I think, at 50-40 – uh, 90. I just, I mean, I know that I know it's early. I know we're three games in, but um, that's a lot from where he was at a couple years ago where he could barely shoot the three. And it seems like every year he's getting better. Like you said, DeMar DeRozan is just a walk in mid range bucket. Um, he, he's 20 points in the bag every night. And then, you know, if you really look at this team, how it's, how it's set up, 
and I'm not saying I'm not saying that we're as good as, but what I'm saying is if you look at it, like it's it's set up very similar to how um the old Bulls teams were set up where you have guys that have roles on the team and they're playing the roles. And because they're playing their roles, it seems to work better. So like Lonzo's not worried about getting 20 points. Um Caruso's not coming in and worried about getting 20 points. Pat Williams isn't worried about scoring 20 points. You got your two scorers on the floor. The, the two guys that are going to take the shots. And then Vucevic is just a walking double-double. You know, he'll get you 10 to 12 if you need it. He'll get you 20 if you need it. He's 10 rebounds a night. Um, and then, like you said, we have a deep bitch and we're not healthy. Um, I would like to see how it's going to happen when we get White back and uh, he's running that second team offense with Lonzo on the bench. Um, I almost don't think that we lose anything. I think that second team is going to be just as fun as the first team. And yeah. I know um, everybody's – we've played the Pistons twice. <laughs> yeah, you got the Raptors uh, on Monday. We got the Raptors, who's a little bit better competition. Um, shout out to Scotty Barnes, who's been killing it, by the way. Killing already. it. Killing Oof, it. Yes. But um, I'm saying this, like, if the Bulls aren't a top four team in the East – just by watching what I've seen in the first three games, and then I am, um, I've been bamboozled up to this point. <laughs> so you mentioned Patrick Williams, and there's a little thing like I've been kind of, you know, the Bulls Twitter dome is China said that he's been a disappointment. And to me, that's the farthest thing from the truth because he's on a team with all these guys that score, and he's kind of like the guy that's like playing defense. Um, mm-hmm. He did not have a preseason, he played one preseason game, you know, like he, didn't really, I mean, so he's kind of still getting in rhythm and he's playing with a bunch of guys that score the ball. So like, he doesn't have to, I think at some point, you know, like there, he had some nice shots last night. He had some nice little bit edge jumper. He pulled up, had a little bunny floater that he had to go in. So I'm not concerned about Patrick Williams. I think that he is, um, what is that saying that Michael Jordan said to the North Carolina football team with Patrick Williams, the ceiling is the roof. Ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. <laughs> Patrick Williams. Um, yeah, I love that guy. I'm excited about his future. Um, and you're like, you know, he's him and Caruso. And you can see, like, I don't think the Bulls are necessarily good individual defenders. Um, but we kind of talked about this like not too long ago. We discussed like the idea of like you can be like a mediocre individual defender but a really good team defender. And so far they have shown the ability, like Levine, you can see Levine had that team USA, like rub off on him. Like I had that mm-hmm. experience, play, like training with these guys, seeing what Durant does, seeing what Lillard does and how much that helps him. Not to mention he dropped the stripes. He's officially a sneaker free agent. So we got that. Oh, is he? He's a, yeah. Is he really? He's been playing in Kobe's. Oh. He's been playing in Kobe's and he's been wearing Jordan tech fit on the planes. Oh, sounds like he's made up his mind where he's going. Yeah, mm-hmm. I you think, think he he'll be a Jordan. You think he'll be a Jordan guy or a Nike guy? I think the Jordan brand's really going to want him because he's in Chicago and he's the best player for the right. Bulls. I well, think yeah, that's, that is like that's like when Jimmy Butler was there. They were like, give him a contract. Yep. So easy printing. They got the Jordan store there on uh, on Michigan Avenue. You Absolutely. Put, put Zach Levine up there with the with the Jumpman stuff on, printing money, printing money. Yep. Yeah, um, not even close. Yeah, so I'm stoked, man. I'm excited. Uh, this week's going to be fun. So we mentioned the Raptors game. Uh, they have two home games this week where one is against the Knicks, and they're honoring Joakim Noah that night. And then on the 30th, on Saturday, they host Utah, 
and they're honoring Tony Kukoc that night. Oh, things are different. At the United Center. We're not. Yeah. We're not neglecting the past anymore, baby. This isn't no. just. This isn't just Michael's old team. This is. This is the Chicago Bulls history we're talking here. I love wow. it. Wow. Okay. I see you, Bulls. Hey, just another little fun fact. After the first three games, we're number one in attendance too. So <laughs> we're always number one in attendance. So. That's what that's what Michael Ryan, that's what Michael and Jerry Ryan's are for the best set of selling tickets. Not so much putting a talent foot talented foot sports team on the floor. Well, yeah, I think you guys have a your your biggest test coming up on the 30th, which is the jazz come or yeah, the jazz come in to to the United Center. That'll be that'll be one that should be uh that should be a good game. In all honesty, our schedule from here on out is it uh, we go. Raptors, Knicks, Jazz, Sixers, or Celtics, Sixers, Sixers, Nets, Mavericks, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, Blazers, Nuggets, Knicks, Pacers, Rockets, Magic. So, like, there's like a like a 10 to 12 game stretch in there where we're playing some decent teams. So, we're yeah. really going to see how good we are. We want the smoke. Yeah. We do. Oh, we want yeah. all the smoke. We want the smoke. <laughs> Man, between the Bulls and how fun they have been and how good they've been so far, uh, Minnesota has been a blast. I know that we are kind of overreacting to things right now just because we've been waiting for like real basketball after the pandemic mm-hmm. shortened seasons. Um, but watching those guys and just seeing Cat just being like dead serious this year, like hustling on plays, um, Anthony Edwards just taking a big step forward. I'm blown away yeah. how good he's looked so far. Dude, Cat, sorry, Cat on the on the coast to coast dunk. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Everything you've Those heard guys have an extra. They got an extra bounce on their stuff, man. They, they, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of those uh, those younger days of uh, of the old Kings, where you had, you know, those young guys with Chris Webber and and uh, Will. <laughs> yeah, like those young guys. When I mean, after a while, you just start to become fearless. So then, you know, you know, Cat's an all star. You know, D'Lo can be an all star, and Anthony Edwards is the freakiest of them all. I mean, I mean, they 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 got something there, and they're playing like it. Jade McDaniel's is good. Um, yep. You know, Patrick Beverly is kind of. I don't love Patrick Beverly. We've kind of talked about this in the past. Um, I don't necessarily think he's a great basketball player by any means. I think he's a little overrated. Um, mm-hmm. But his attitude is absolutely perfect for that team. As far as that, oh, like, it, don't let yeah. anyone bully you. Like you're yeah. gonna fight for every possession. Like so. So here's the thing, though. Like. And, and this is where where it kind of is is odd to me. Do you think that those guys, when Jimmy Butler was there, weren't ready for that yet? Yes. Do you think they're ready for it now? Because I mean, truth be told, outside of basketball skill, Patrick Beverly and Jimmy Butler kind of have the same attitude. I, was, I mean, Jimmy Butler, of course, is a far better basketball yes, player. Yes, yes. But as far as attitude, being a dog, working for you know, working defensively, doing the little things, all that stuff. Um, I, I, it seems like they've got the same guy, but may, I don't know if Patrick Beverly goes about it differently or if they just weren't ready for that Jimmy Butler mentality yet. And it's, Pardon me. Go ahead, Josh. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and it's not like the first two games, Timberwolves beat some chumps. You right. know what I'm saying? Like they beat the Clippers and the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. So um, you're talking about two teams that made some, some deep playoff no, runs. No, one was the Rockets. I'm sorry, Josh. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it the Rockets? Um. They, 
they have a big three. I mean, they legit have a big three. They do. A healthy big three. And Cat done lost some weight and put on some muscle. And like you said, he looks angry. Um, maybe we were wrong about them. I know it's kind of early, but maybe we were wrong about the Timberwolves. And maybe this is the year they turn it around. Yeah, I don't want to like take too much away from Shot Collars crew because Kyle has been doing this like Timberwolves talk segment where he's like yeah. trying to get everyone to buy in. So I don't want to like step on their step on their toes by any means. We won't. Yeah. I just want to make sure I gave some love to them because I'm really enjoying watching them play so far. Um, they've definitely climbed up the league pass list. Like it's like Bulls, them, them, and the Hornets are like my league pass teams right now. Um, yeah. The Hornets had a big win today against Brooklyn. They're now three and zero. And God, Lamelo, wow, just how good is he, man? Oh my God! Like he learned to shoot threes. Well, he was I one mean, of six today, but before today, he was like I think he started the year like eight of eight of eleven from three. Yeah, that he's legit, man. Like he's just, I mean, him, and then of course, I think Miles Bridges said at thirty two today. Like, yeah. yeah, they're, I mean, just that's another team that's just got some young, talented dudes that are just going after it. Ben, I know, I know you said the other day when I sent that, I said the Hornets are fun to watch because I watched some of the game. You sent me a thumbs down. I know it was because oh, yeah. they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know because I I, yeah, it was against my Pacers, but I know it's because who they played. But yeah. uh they're they're deep. They are deep. Yeah. yeah. I like them. Um yeah, I mean they go in the Brooklyn today and they they wax the Nets. Mm-hmm. So that was fun to watch. And this is why I love the NBA because Orlando just beat the Knicks. Did they? So that, that's that's done. I was kind of keeping an eye on it. Oh yeah, they did. 110-104. How about that? And then let's see, the Kings are up two on the Warriors right now. Frickin' Steph Curry, man. Dude, oh that, that could change super quick. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were, I know we I know in our in our group text we were talking about how fast Curry could get to the record. And then he didn't shoot great. Versus the Lakers, but then he came out and was like, like ten of ten, ten of ten. <laughs> You're like, it's. Just, I mean, like it's just that quick. Like we we were talking about, it had to be five threes a game through sixty three. Ga- like like five threes a game is nothing for him. Right. He goes one for eight one game. He just go twelve for fourteen the next. Like like he's so like he's just so good. Well, and he's already hit two in the first quarter. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like five for him, like five for him a game is nothing. Yeah. Easy. How fun is, how fun is that team going to be at full strength? Yeah, I know. Like Wiseman and Clay come back. Kuminga comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be fun. Well, I was texting you guys the other day when we were kind of breaking down, like, um, like what do it take? What's the trajectory? I said, I said to you guys, like I'm following Steph Curry chasing the three point record. The way I followed Barry Bonds when he was chasing the home run. <laughs> Every day, I'm like, did he hit one today? Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he had two? He had two? Okay, he had two. All right, so there's a tally. Like, I'm not yep. that Steph Curry now where I'm like, how many threes does he have now? Okay, how many does he need left? Like, Yeah, okay. I mean, it's it's crazy. It, and, and, you know, the cool part about it is that, like, like everything that he has done in his career and all of, all of his accomplishments and everything like that, like, I'm still never not amazed <laughs> to watch him do what he does. Like, like I'm still just never not amazed. Like, like in the game, in that game where he had like 29 first quarter points or first half or whatever it was, 
Like, I mean, he, there's just the things he was doing, like off the dribble. Then he was going on the dribble. Then he was running around a screen. Then he was, you know, coming off a pick, and, you know, and a guy's not stepping up. And, like, all the ways he's able to get his shots off, you know, between the dribble drives, between his between his set shots where he's setting up off a screen, or when he's just coming down dribbling in his bag. You know what I mean? Like, he is just so – it just never gets old to watch him work. Like, it's yeah. I think though, I think the one for me, I think I sent you guys the, the video where um and him Paul and George. Paul George were going back and forth. And he's like, he's like, give me one, I'll give you one. He's like, I want it from the logo. And then it was like, all right. And then he shoots one from the logo and makes it. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, what are you supposed to do with that? Like, and it wasn't doing? like, and it wasn't like it was a, a shot where he had to put his umph into it. It was like a normal jump shot. Just yeah, finesse. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's Never amazed. It never ceases to amaze me to watch him do what he does, man. Like, and it's, and, and it's, and it's everything from just how, how crafty he is. I mean, being only six one to be able to get to the basket when he wants to, whenever he wants to, uh, you know, just just the things he's able to do, man. Like, it, it's, it's just appreciating the greatness of Steph Curry, and you know, nobody deserves that record more because he's, he's definitely the greatest shooter of all time. Um, and definitely in talks of being the and the greatest point guard of all time. Tim, I'm going to say this real quick because you'll probably never hear me say this again. And um, you know how we talk about, yeah, you don't ever hear me really say much about LeBron. Um, I'm 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 starting to realize how much I'm going to miss LeBron when he's gone, just based off of his his basketball IQ and how well he understands the game. Um, you know, some of the passes, just some of the things he does on the floor, not necessarily his offense. I could care less about that, but like just the other, the other parts that he brings to the game that not a lot of other players can do. And Curry is in that kind of same mold, but he also Mm -hmm. brings that the offensive part. Like I'm going to miss Curry when he's gone running around the court all the time and figuring out ways to get himself a shot because no one can do it. Like he can just like no one can command a game like LeBron can. And like, Mm -hmm. You know, and then we're, you know, you got KD who we're watching probably the most effortless pure score we've ever seen. Like all those guys in the next five to seven years, we're probably not going to have anymore. Yeah, I love when I watch a Warriors game and I see someone go over a ball screen on Curry and I'm like, ah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, and, and then you're thinking to yourself like, dude, haven't you – like he's been you doing this tape? for like twelve years. Like you got, to, you got tape. Like why would you go under a ball screen? Like why? <laughs> you like I, the other night I saw like they said like a him and D- Draymond ran a pick and roll, and like you saw the guy that tried to like fight over it, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> nope. Yeah. And he just not gonna like, work. Just he, switch. <laughs> yeah, like just switch. Like this just is like switch. all those years the Cavs were playing the Warriors in the finals. I was like, look, I understand you're overmatched. I understand they're a better team, but stop playing against the pick and roll. Just switch. Just switch. Yep. Like, yep. That's your best chance. And so, like, I was like, yeah, that's either here nor there. Um, all right, let's kind of. I wanted to talk next about. Um, let's talk real quick about the Lakers just because it was there and the conversations come up and they're playing right now as we're recording. So we don't have any idea whatever happens tonight in this game. You know, we're just kind of going off the first two games of the year. Um, and look guys, as excited as I am about the bulls, I am very disappointed in the Lakers as you guys would expect. 
Uh, mm-hmm. But my worries for them aren't necessarily like Russell Westbrook. I know that's the thing where people are like, it's a terrible fit. It's just not going to work. And it might not. Look, I'm not going to say it's not. Um, I believe Russell Westbrook's athletic and smart enough basketball-wise to make it work with LeBron James. But that's not my point. My worry is this. So they're 0-2. Uh, and the ways they've lost. So the Warriors game, they have a big lead. Golden State comes back, makes a hell of a run to win the game without Curry. Mm-hmm. You know, it was pretty impressive. And mm-hmm. then Friday against Phoenix, I understand they only lost by like 10, but they're down 30 at one point in that game. And like yeah. AD and Dwight are fighting on the sidelines, which I know they both came out and were like, hey, you know, it was basketball, which, you know, I'm not going to say it wasn't. We weren't there. Um, here's where I'm concerned. We talked about this for a long time during this offseason. We said the best way this is going to work is Anthony Davis playing center. It's mm-hmm. Anthony Davis playing center. It's playing LeBron at the power forward. And I understand right now Trevor Reeves is hurt and Taylor Horton Tucker's hurt. And then, you know, I know Kendrick Nunn's hurt and they're not, they're not at full capacity. So this, you know, this could all change. It's right now that Avery Bradley is playing crunch time minutes for this team, defending Steph Curry you know, to like try to like seal a game, which is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And I understand it's only like 12 to 13 minutes. Why is DeAndre Jordan starting for this team? And the other question is, why is he even getting minutes? I have hated the DeAndre Jordan signing since it happened. Um, I never thought it was a good fit for them. And, you know, like this rest, you know, the idea of Russell Westbrook driving and, you know, Jordan sitting there in the dunker spot, like he doesn't get up anymore. What's right. he going to get up for? Like, it's just, right. I think they're going to figure it out. I think they'll be fine. I still think they're going to be a really good team. But Avery Bradley and DeAndre Jordan should not be getting minutes for a finals contender. Yeah, yeah I, I would tend to agree with that. Um, I, I think that I think that there, there's two issues. One, I, I think the, de- the injuries have definitely hurt them, not having a guy like Ariza, not having a guy like Nunn, THT, uh, was a guy that really stepped up for them last year that they were kind of relying on him being out. Um, I, I think that once those guys return, I think you see the Avery Bradley minutes go down. Um, One can I hope. agree with you, Tim. Um, DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan, to me, um, it, I don't want to say it's it's wasting minutes, but it's like you're not really getting a whole lot out of him. Um, and I, I think that once they figure out the fit with Anthony Davis and put him at center um, and LeBron at, at power forward, um, I, I think that that offense will start to be a little bit more uh, movable, more movable parts. Um, I also think that Russell Westbrook will figure it out at some point. Um, you don't go three years in a row and average a triple double without figuring out something. Um, he, he, you know, he, he's talented. He still has his ability and skill. Um, I, I think that anytime you come to a team where um, you, you've got this kind of role, I mean, he really hasn't played on a on a big time team. You could say Houston, but that wasn't really, right. you know, what I mean, that wasn't really anything. Um, you know, when he was a big three at OKC, that was probably the last time he's really been in that kind of like, oh, wow, I can play for a championship this year type role. Um, you know, he had those two years in D.C. where he was kind of hurt. Um, but I think it's going to take a little bit for him to get into the flow of his rhythm, being with guys on the floor like LeBron and Anthony Davis that that are, you know, super talented, um, can get their own shot, um, can do other things on the floor where Westbrook doesn't have to do it all. 
I think Westbrook's trying to figure out how can I be me without being me, if that makes sense. Like, like he can be Russell Westbrook, but he can't be Russell Westbrook, where he's the guy pushing the pace and taking shots and and doing all, you know, doing all the crazy things he was able to do when he was with like a Bradley Beal or he was with in Houston. You know what I mean? Like it's a different, it's a different type of, of, of game. It's a different type of thing they're asking him to do. So I think it's going to take him a minute to understand how truly he can make his role work. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I think those are good points. Yeah. Very well said. I don't think I need to add anything to that. One more thing um, before, before I just get pissed off and Josh talks here. Um, <laughs> I love Frank Vogel. I think I've, yeah. uh, we've, we've talked about this for years now. Yeah. Yeah. Why is Frank Vogel having Rage on Rondo and Russell Westbrook on the court at the same time? Right. Who is afraid of that defensively? Who is like, yeah. those guys aren't shooting, but you know, yeah. like, come on. Yeah. That's one. Uh, that was, that's another thing I looked, I was watching them the other night and those two on the floor together. I'm like, you can literally pack the paint and not have to do anything. They're not going to hit a jump shot to save their lives. You'll see the first pack line defense in the NBA. Right. Kareem yeah. Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, they're, they're just packing it in. That's like, like the Chris Mack defense. There, so they're just like... packing it in. <laughs> they're like, we got to guard Wolf. They're like, what about him? Nope, we ain't got to guard that. <laughs> yeah, man. It, yeah. That that has to be solved. Those two can't be on the floor together. You don't you don't do Anthony Davis or anybody else any justice with those two on the floor together. To be who able- else? Who else did the Lakers lose? Caruso, KCP, Kuzma, um, Marcus All. Which Marcus. why cut why cut DeAndre Jordan? I mean, why get DeAndre Jordan for Marcus All? Like, is yeah, doesn't make sense to me. All right, let me rephrase that question. Who did they lose on their coaching staff? Jason Kidd. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that I think there's a lot of, I think there were a lot of changes, um, but I do think that I do think they'll figure it out. Um, it does worry me. It does worry me that DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard. Um, not really Dwight, because I think Dwight will play his role, but uh, you got to find a way to get DeAndre Jordan kind of off the floor, um, and that's going to be moving Anthony Davis to the five and making Dwight Howard his backup. Um, well, like we said, they got LeBron and they got AD and they got some shooters, and they'll be fine. Yeah, uh, they're fake. down ten right now to the Grizzlies to start the first quarter. That's all right. Hey man, they'll be okay. They're bums. <laughs> They'll figure they might, it. They might need twenty. <laughs> they might need twenty games to figure it out, man. But they'll get it figured out. They'll yeah. figure it out. Got as long as Avery Bradley and DeAndre Jordan aren't playing. Hey, man. They they got it. They got. I, I got faith. <laughs> I got faith. I think they'll. I think they'll figure it out. Yeah, I do too. I'm just, you know, <laughs> going back to the postseason. I figured this out the other day. So they lost. Obviously, they were up two one in the in the Sun series. They lost the last three games. They lost what their five preseason games and they've now started the year. zero and two. So they have not had a win. Oh, and 10. Yeah. They're over the, yeah. They've like, they're owing their last 10. Mm. I don't know if LeBron's ever had a 10 game losing streak, but I doubt it. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Yeah. That's real tough. 
pretty brutal. Um, let's kind of move on real quick. So, you know, the big theme of the show I want to get to is uh, later, but uh, one more topic. So obviously we know all this stuff of Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, and we don't care about just talking about any of that anymore because mm-hmm. everything that said has been said, it was hilarious to me that Ben Simmons got kicked out of practice and was practicing with his cell phone in his pocket. Like that yeah. was amazing to me. Like, and then like, says he doesn't want to play a defense, like does do, do a defense drill, like whatever. Okay. That's, you know, All right. So on the other end of that being Kyrie Irving, um, Woj on Friday on ESPN's uh, NBA pregame show, which Mike Greenberg is hosting, says the Brooklyn Nets are now actively taking calls on Kyrie Irving. I did see that. So we kind of, you know, had this speculation. Um, Kyrie has said that he wants to play still for Brooklyn, but that would involve him playing basketball. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to work, buddy, but whatever. Uh, All right. The Nets are also hard capped. So finding a trade partner is not going to be super easy. Um, but I kind of just saw that and was kind of not necessarily surprised. Um, is this, you know, like, I don't think they can really like, Kyrie doesn't necessarily have a bad contract. 34 mil for two years left. That's not bad, you know, but like, you know, who are you going to get in this circumstance? Like John Wall's available. Like Nets can't do that trail salary wise. Can't make it happen. Can't do it. You're not going to trade Kyrie Irving back to Cleveland for Kevin Love as much as that would be hilarious. Oh my God. I would laugh my ass off at that. Oh, wow. Um, But again, hard capped. Hard capped. You can't do that. Yeah. And then, you know, Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving. Everyone's like, well, they just need to go and do that trade. Like, that trade sucks. That yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, it's not terrible for Brooklyn. No, it's not. But it'll be kind of, you know, but Philly, Kyrie, and Embiid, that would be a disaster. Yeah. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't think that would work out well. So, with that being said now, I don't know. They, trade, they can't trade into Toronto because, you know, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, it's yep. like. Your, your options are fairly limited for a guy you don't know is going to play. Um, I would love the idea of like a Colin Sexton, Kyrie Irving trade. That would be hilarious to me. <laughs> um, considering the Cavs didn't like extend Sexton and for his like rookie option. And then, yeah. uh, you know, Kyrie started this whole thing by wanting to get out of Cleveland. Yep. Uh, so the, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but and he wouldn't, he wouldn't play. He, I, I think you would. I think you would retire before you play for Cleveland again. I'm kind of wondering. I'm at the point where I'm wondering yeah. if he's going to play basketball again. Yeah, I I think he would retire. I really do. He, he's made enough money. Um, you know, uh, to me, to me, he does the. He doesn't seem like a guy to me that cares about anything else except for his own beliefs, which is fine. I, you know, what I mean, but it. Here's the thing, like you are you are contracted to play basketball, you choose not to do that, then you know, you take that risk of not earning money for your family and and you take the risk of not earning, you know, making a making a living or whatever. That's on you. But I I he seems like to me like if he would retire before he would do anything else. He just seems like that kind of guy. Like I just don't think that 
I don't think you're going to force him to do anything. Like, you know, he chooses not to get the vaccine, then, you know, I think Brooklyn has done the right thing and they've suspended him or whatever they've done to him where he can't play or travel. And, and you know, I think that that's going to stay until he decides to make that decision. But until then, I think that he's, I think he would be okay with retiring because I think that now it's starting to become a, um, it's starting to become a me versus thing for Kyrie. You know what I mean? So I'm going to stand by what I think you're going to stand by you think. And then ultimately, ultimately the corporation's going to win because, you know, that's just, that's just the way things are. And that's the way things, you know, that's the way the things have worked out. So I do think that he will, um, I think he will retire before he would play or before he got traded. So, which I, which I find amusing and, and, and kind of, kind of sad and all that, but, you know, I think he's made that decision and, and it is what it is. Um, yeah. Um, you know, he, he originally talked about how he wasn't anti-vax, but it was more of a, a stance for him. You know, one of the things he said was he was, he was upset about all the people who were getting fired for not, for not wanting to be mandated to take the vaccine. So it's almost like, it was almost like he was trying to pass off the real reason on why he wasn't going to get vaccinated, um, and try to use something else to try to, to try to get the heat off of him a little bit. And in reality, um, when you look at some of the things that he's done over the past, I don't know, few years, um, even all the things that happened last year, just with Brooklyn alone. And you kind of start just at this point, you're just feeling like, yeah, whatever, man. Like you just don't even pay attention to it anymore. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's just Kyrie being Kyrie, man. It is what it is. And let me ask so. you this. Would you take this risk here? Listen to me here before you say no. Miles Turner and TJ Warren for Kyrie Irving. Would you take that chance as the Pacers? Miles Turner and who? And TJ Warren. Because Warren. Mm. if you're the Nets, I do that in a heartbeat. Sign me up. Yeah. Can I have, can I have McConnell? Uh, let me see the salary wise. Let me adjust the trade. Instead of TJ Warren or with yes. T- without uh, TJ Warren. Okay. Let me take TJ Warren off the trade. Undo. So, this is what I do in my free time, folks, is try to make big trades. Right. <laughs> um, I don't can't make I a trade with TJ with TJ Warren. It wouldn't work. No, it's, uh, the the Nets would be way over. Yeah, with with Warren or McConnell with with McConnell with Warren and Turner, you can make the deal happen. You can match Kyrie's salary. Yeah, I like I like TJ McConnell. I like him a lot. Yeah, I do too. That's why I like on the <laughs> um, that, dude, that dude plays with small minutes and has big stats. Yeah. I, for if, if I'm an owner, if I'm an owner and I look at Kyrie Irving's track record, I don't know if I can take that risk. I want guys that are going to play when available to play. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not, like, listen, I'm not saying that people don't need days off. I'm not saying that. You know, when you play a back-to-back, if I'm Kevin Durant, like if I play a back-to-back, I may take that next night off. I get that. I understand that. 
but I can't go 20 game stretches because I don't feel like playing. Like I can't, those are big time. Those are big time games when it comes to making the playoffs and not making the playoffs. You know, if we go, you know, 20 games and we go five and 15 in those 20 game stretch when he doesn't play like that, that's, that's huge for a team. I mean, that's the difference between making the playoffs and not. So do you take the risk of, of take bringing in a Kyrie Irving? And then all of a sudden he's just like, either one, I'm going to retire because I don't want to be traded or two. Well, I'm just going to take, I'm just going to take this game off the EMP it. And, and I, I need at least 25 DMPs a, a game to stay fresh or whatever. And like, I don't know if I want to deal with that headache. I mean, he, it doesn't matter where he goes. You're probably talking he's going to miss a minimum of 20 games. Absolutely. Absolutely. If he goes out to the Western Conference, you got to play, you know, you got to play all, all the teams in California at least right. three times. Yeah. You know, and then you got to play Utah. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and if you stay in the East, you got to play the New York teams. Let's say he gets traded somewhere else. I mean, you got to play those teams multiple times and then you still got to go out west and play those teams i mean so like you're just missing and games canada because... you got to go toronto oh yeah he yeah. can't even go yeah <laughs> All right. he can't even travel so none of those games he's none of those games he's available so like why if you're another team and you're a gm looking at that do you is 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 you trading away guys that are that are available and help your team worth having a that's going to miss 25 games at, at, at minimum 25 games. Um, you know, what if you, what if you match up in the playoffs against the Brooklyn Nets or the New York Knicks, you don't have him for either three games or four games in the series. So is that, is that worth it? I mean, I, you. Oh. yeah, I would say that like, I uh, I know Joe is probably like listening to this right now. I'm like, I don't want Kyrie Irving near my team, and I get it. <laughs> totally get it. Yeah, I, I mean, I would not, I would not do that trade. Trust me, I no, I I would much rather have TJ Warren and and Turner for sure. I I'm wouldn't to touch. Figure it. out. Let me see if I can figure this out. Accept the team option. Ooh. All right, I found the Cavaliers to Cavaliers Nets trade. Kevin Love and Dylan Windler to Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving. Mm. Mm. He goes back to the queue where he's a legend and they are in retirement. And they don't like him at all, even though he's a legend. And retirement. That's exactly where he goes. He goes, Yep, it's time for me to sign them papers. I'm out. As a <laughs> what he does him going there is like those years that reggie jackson didn't talk to the yankees where he was like i don't care what i did for you guys like and he like yep. out of bitterness went to the baseball hall of fame as a member of the oakland days like yep exactly hey. alvin johnson was the same way yep hey you hey you trade him hey you trade him to cleveland he's calling ice cube the next he will be in a big three <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't play Mark in new york right words. no you guys don't play in california where you, you guys you play? Play? Vegas? Play? Atlanta? You play in Atlanta? I, I'm with you. Let's roll. <laughs> He's in the big three. He'll show up as Uncle Drew. Yep. That's the other thing that I really find yeah. funny, how he, like, points to, like, all this, like, hypocrisy and all this stuff. And I'm like, buddy, you did a movie based on a character you did a Mountain Dew commercial for, okay? Yep. Like, right. Right. Exactly. Commercial. 
one yep. of the two. One of the two. Yeah. So but yeah. Did you guys kind of find it crazy? So I know I was te- we're te- we've been texting about this, and that's kind of lead to our next segment. Did you find it crazy there were people like coming to his defense for not being on the top 75 list? Like that was wild to me for a guy who's literally missed 32% of his team's playoff games in his career. And without LeBron James, the best he's done is lose four games to one in a second round series. Yeah. I, um, I, th- I think people get upset because of the name because um, he is an all-star. But I mean, if you look at his, if you look at his track record, I mean, I don't, I don't think that you could, you can put him in that category. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's there. I don't think he's there. Like the Celtics Cavs Eastern conference finals. He was out. Mm-hmm. The next year they played, we went when they played the Pacers in the playoffs and they won. Yep. They got eliminated by Milwaukee. And that was the year he went to Brooklyn. He yep. didn't go to the bubble. He was out of the playoffs this year. He might've played game one. Because yeah, he didn't play he, it all in the Buck series. Mm-mm. Wait, did he play in the Buck series? Regardless, my yeah. point is he misses a he, lot of games. He did. He got hurt. That's right. Okay, it was the Buck series. He got hurt. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, without LeBron James, the best, the farthest Kyrie Irving has ever played is the second round. Hmm. Yeah. I. And to me, if you yeah, if you look at his his resume and credentials without LeBron, um, and missing the games that he's had to miss. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think that he has earned the right to be uh, top 75. I'm with you. So I guess we can get to that now, right? Yes, we can. Like- we've, been waiting, we've been waiting all week for this. Yes, we have. I think the first thing I want to say is I actually really, because I know a lot of people didn't, I actually really enjoyed how they unveiled the group. Um, I thought it was really cool. They did a part of it on opening night with TNT. Um, ESPN launching NBA today, which is long overdue. Um, Bleak Andrews is incredible, by the way. Yes, oh my is. God, she's yeah. so good on television. Yeah. Um, and like bringing Magic in to unveil like his group of guys he's on the list with. Yeah. Um, and then the, the last group on TNT, on, I think on the Thursday night game, primetime games, because uh, there was only a three game slate on Thursday night. I thought it was terrific. I thought they did a really good job with that. Um, so yeah. I didn't necessarily have any issues with that. I really loved like, so opening night, I don't know if you guys saw on, on the uh, TNT show when like Shaq was like, I was better than Wilt. And like Charles Barkley and those guys were like, no, you weren't. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I was the most dominant Laker ever. And they're like, you're not better than Kareem. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Right. Like that was like fun banter. Like, yes, he is uh-huh. not better than those guys as much as I love him. But it was just fun banter, like to have that back and like seeing, you know. So I thought that was fun and like Barkley like realized he was like on the list. Like seeing Reggie Miller when he found out he was on the list and just seeing how surprised uh, yeah. he was, it was so awesome. Um, yeah. so I, I really dug the way that they kind of unveiled it. What'd you guys think of like the unveiling of everything? No, I, I thought that was really cool. I, I thought that they did a, a wonderful job, um, just because it's such a special thing, you know what I mean? And, and, and being able to have guys be involved, be able to be in that conversation, the Reggie Miller thing, of course, at home for me, of course, being a Pacer guy, uh, watching his emotion and seeing when he was, uh, told when he was selected as top 75. I mean, it was, he was genuinely, of course, uh, in awe and shocked. And, 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 uh, you know, it was really cool to see that. Um, 
but also to the way that they were able to do it um, bit by bit. Um, and there were guys, of course, that were on the top 50 that made the top 75, which we'll discuss here in a little bit. Um, but also, too, to see some of the new names in there, of course, you know, your James Harden's, your Kevin Durant's, you know, your LeBron's. All that was West cool. Brooks, yeah. Yeah. So that was definitely cool to see. And um, yeah, I, they did a top notch job. Absolutely. I agree. All right. I'm with you. Didn't, didn't so didn't ESPN unveil top lists of players in the NBA a few years ago? Um, I, yeah. Did that, they, did right they, on the last dance. Was it not a top 100 list? Yeah, it was a top 100 all time because I remember people got pissed that Scottie Pippen was above Allen Iverson. Okay. So not, I'm not saying that the two lists coincide with each other. It's not what I'm doing. So we, we did a top 100 list of all time. And now we're doing a NBA all uh, 75th year anniversary list, which was the top 75 players of the last 75 years or however they wanted to word it. Do you not find it interesting that those lists don't coincide with each other? Um, I think you have a point. I think kind of like, you know, I, I understand like the argument where people are saying like eras matter as far as the NBA. And then I'm cool with that. But like, is anyone really going to be mad if Dwight Howard's on the list and Paul Arizon isn't? Uh, yeah, no, they won't be. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I just I know we're gonna get hit in a second, and it, it just baffles me because I know the I know the he Dwight Howard was actually the guy that we all was like, I can't believe he's not on this list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was but so pissed I, that Kembe wasn't on there. But then I started looking at some of the guys that were on the list, and one name that one name that kind of threw me off and I don't know why it throws me off. And maybe it's because we just made fun of him so much here in the last couple months um, is Paul Pierce. And that one threw me for a loop when I saw his name on there. And then I looked at some of the guys that wasn't on the list. And I was looking at guys like McGrady and Vince Carter um, and Chris Bosh and Tony Parker and Manu. Oh, some Manu and some older guys like Grant Hill, which I know Grant was hurt. Bernard, Bernard King. Uh, and I'm like, I would like to get Ben in on this just so I can hear him call him a dry snitch because I'm like, how does he make this <laughs> list? How does he make this list and some of these other guys don't? And I know that I know that Paul Pierce had a really good career. Don't get me wrong. I know that he was a you know multiple time all-star and he won a championship and you know, but I, I don't get it, man. Uh, uh- I will say this, as far as for Paul Pierce, a.k.a. Mr. Drysnitch himself, um, I will say this, like, as far as importance in, in Celtics lore and what he was able to do for that franchise, um, and, and, you know, I mean, the guy is a champion. He's got multiple All-Stars. I, I think it's more of him making the list but I think it's more about who stayed on the list and who didn't like, like, like we talk about Paul Arizon, like we talk about guys like that. I think it's more about that. Like I'm not mad that Paul Pierce made it, 
But I'm I am mad that Pete Maravich is on there and not Trace McGrady. If that makes sense. Like, like I'm not saying Pete Maravich was a bad player, but if you if you look at what Tracy McGrady has done, if you look at Grant Hill, Grant Hill was one where it's like you take the first 10 years of Grant Hill's career and put it up against anybody outside of, of winning an NBA championship. Like Grant Hill was was an amazing player. Um I think the longevity thing hurt him. I, I think that with him getting hurt and not being able to be at that high level for a long time, I don't know if that hurt him. Dwight Howard, multiple-time defensive player of the year, um, NBA champion. Like, I, like, how do you keep a guy like that off the list? Um, and then you look at it and you say, who do you who do you replace him with? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I think – we all looked at the list and we thought that there would be some ins and outs and changes. And, you know, I was kind of disappointed that they didn't look at the first 50 and make some adjustments to it. Um, adding some of the newer era guys um, and then bringing some of the older era guys off. Um, and, and like we said, I know it's about errors, but I don't know. I, I just think that that first 50 should have been adjusted to accommodate for some of the the younger players that made it onto the list. Cause all you did was just add 25 guys and you added one guy per year for 20, for the next 25 years, which I think there were more than 25 guys that were able to be on that list that could replace the first 50. Yeah. And even some of the guys who were added. Um, so look, I love Anthony Davis. I think he's incredible. I think he is going to have a great career. He has already said established himself to be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. He should not be on the list. Um, mm-hmm. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Anyway. Yes. Not yet is my point. Like, Damian Lillard is incredible. One of the best shooters of like ever. Like one of the most clutch, dynamic guys that when like down the stretch, if you need someone to do something, he can do it. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Not, yeah, he should not be on the list. Like, like, like I love Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. I just, I just don't think he should be there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, two-time finals MVP is great, but also plays yeah. 51 games a year. Right. So, like, yeah. Um, you know, Dwight Howard, like we said, so I've, I've gone to bat about the Kimbe Matumbo, and I might be in the minority there, but because he only averaged, like, nine points a game in his career, but, like, was the baddest dude defensively for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, like, how do you make a case for Dennis Rodman and not make a case for the Kimbe Matumbo? And I'm not right. saying that – they're two totally different players, and like Dennis was a rebounding machine, but Dikembe Mutombo, like you said, was a multiple defensive player of the year. Yeah, and, and was also, a defensive monster, also a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I know, and like, look, I think Rodman should have been on there. I think that you know the fact he was a part of the Bad Boy Pistons and the and the Chicago Bulls dynasty, like that alone, right there, you're on two amazing organizations to amazing dynasty teams who are like finals contenders year in and year out. And you were a, a big part of it. Yeah, that's I'm in, I'm all for it. Um, yeah. But some of these names are just a little like James Harden, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. Absolutely. Those guys should have made it. Uh, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook. I know people want to fight it. He should have been in there. Bob Mello. Mello should have been on the list. I really feel like the fact that he is 10th all time in scoring. He has a scoring title. Um, he is, you know, one of the bigger names in basketball history for the last, you know, 20 years. I'm I will tell Mello. you, I will tell you the one guy that if you take, if you take his, his 
if you take his age and you take his accomplishments and you take um, that he's still like in, in his prime, and I know he belongs on the list, but it was just kind of odd to see his name was to me was Giannis. It's almost, it's almost like he's not even been in the league long enough, but yeah. like he's done so much already. <laughs> yeah, in that short time, he has already he's established done so himself. much in that yes. short time that it's almost like you can't not put him on the list. Yeah, he 100 to me, he wanted. I, I understand what you're saying, but he 100% is. Oh, yeah, he belongs. I'm just saying, yeah. like, it's weird. But it is weird, yes, because it's like so quickly and so soon. Like, yeah, it's it's wild. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know a lot of people were kind of saying, like, why Derek Rose wasn't on the list. And to me, that was kind of like the, the Grand Hill point Ben made of like, you know, had Derek Rose stayed healthy, there's no doubt in my mind he's on this list. Um, right. But, you know, and the fact that he has reinvented himself to still have a good NBA career is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but Derek Rose was at the peak of his powers for three years. Like Ben, how do you feel about Reggie Miller being on the list? Um, if you look at it, like, that was tough for me because, I mean, it's personal. <laughs> but, I mean, if, if I'm honest, it, I was kind of shocked that he was on there. Only because of the era he played in. He is he's one of the greatest shooters of all time. Um, and he got swallowed up in the Michael Jordan era. Um, but if you're looking at shooting guards, I mean, is he one of the top is he one of the top guys in the shooting guards? I mean, if you're looking at it, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. That that was I'm glad he made it, but it was a tough that was a tough one. I, I think it's it's uh He's right on the border, man. He's right on the border. Um, I tell you what, I had a lot more respect for Reggie Miller after I watched the Malice in the Palace documentary. Yeah. Yeah, which is also a really good Hoop Cinema episode you can check out here on the 48 Minutes Basketball Network. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how far was Clay Thompson from making the list? He had to have been on the line. Um, yeah, he had to be right there. Dude, what they're doing with him is hilarious right now. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is funny. Um, but you know, like I saw like a lot of like, like Iguodala being like Kyrie Irving wasn't top 75. He's really top 20. Like that's not the point of this. And, yeah. so, and I'm not meaning to just kind of pick on Kyrie because, um, I just kind of felt like the, 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 the defense that people have for him, I understand people just love his game and I love his game. Um, but you know, avail- if we're going to like bitch about Grand Hill, not making it, we can't put Kyrie Irving on. You know who, and you know who broke it down really good about the Kyrie not getting in out of all people was Nick Wright. Did he? If you I go didn't back, see that. yeah, he did a segment on it on why Kyrie shouldn't get in, and his criteria for these guys getting on the list was really good. He started pulling up like how many times did they finish top five in MVP voting, and how many times has this guy been the number one guy on a team and carried them like all the stuff that he had put up, and 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 like when you looked at that criteria, like Kyrie didn't even belong in the top hundred. To be honest with you, like. We all know that he's skilled individually, like best handles we've ever seen. He he can go out and get you like, but when it comes to all the other um, things that you have to bring to the table with the intangibles, like he didn't have that stuff, man. He just don't have it. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, yeah, you know, I think that was kind of the one like when people were like going defensive guys that should have been on there. Like, I love Penny Hardaway, but I'm not disappointed he's not on the list. Like, right. 
Who do you yeah. want running? If you if you had to pick a point guard to run your team, and you had a choice between um, Kyrie Irving and Tony Parker, you know what I'm saying? Like, who are you gonna pick? Well, if I say Tony Parker, everyone's gonna think I hate Kyrie. But with that being said, <laughs> Tony Parker's got a Finals MVP against LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. but. But people think if you look at Tony Parker and you look at his stats and you look at like they think that he's this boring point guard that wasn't very good. And I'm like, sometimes stats don't tell the whole story. Like he was a stud. Like Tony Parker was a flat out stud. He was that dude. Yeah. Like the finals playing full court man to man defense. (laughs) Like same with Manu. Like Manu, Manu chose a role to come off the bench. So like his stats aren't as inflated as they should be. But we knew what you got from Manu when he was on the floor. Yeah, right. I agree. Um, yeah, I thought all like you know, like someone did like uh image sheet recently, and we're like Tim Duncan obviously made the list as he should have, but he had the least amount of teammates of anyone else on the list because he only had like three of sorts, like guys that won the final, like guys from like this era. Mm. Yeah, because uh, David Robinson, um, I think David Robinson might have been his only other teammate. I gotta go back and look at it. No, that might take me a couple days. Um, but I did find it kind of fascinating that, like, you know, and we'll we can kind of go through this all day. Did you guys kind of were you kind of hanging on? I got up to the point where I was hanging on to see names. Like I was like, you know, oh, I knew I was like, I'm not worried about LeBron James. I know he's gonna make it. Like when this last, but I was like, they better put Ray Allen on this list. They better put Dwayne <laughs> Wade on this list. You know what I mean? I was like, so like when they popped up, I was like. Okay. Yeah, but All right. but the but the only thing about that was is the way that they unveiled it. It was kind of hard to yeah. like like so like you had to wait till the last day to see if a guy was going to make it because somebody else was already done on the list. You know what I'm saying? So like the when they did the first third, like I don't remember how they re- it revealed it, but like your guy might not have been on the list that day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so then you had to wait for the second tier of the list to come out, and then your guy might not have been on the list that day, and you're like, man. Do I have to turn in my Lakers fan card if I think that would have been fine if James Worthy didn't make it? Uh, no, no. I, I, can, I can see where you're coming with, with that. Not that he wasn't great; he was awesome. Um, you know, like big game James for a reason. But like, if like he didn't make it, I don't think I would have been sitting here coming on the show and been like, "What the hell? Like, how did he no, not yeah. make it?" Bill Sharman's one where I'm like, guys, no one cares about Bill Sharman except for Celtic fans, like. Got a name for you that because uh, you know they're going to end up doing it. You know they're going to end up doing an all one hundred list. You know, twenty five years from now. Yeah, Chris Weber. I was gonna say I thought that he should have like should have been on the list. Um, best passing power forward, maybe still besides LeBron. Jokic is really a center, so I can't really say. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Chris Webber should have. I, I was kind of surprised he was not listed, honestly. Draymond mm. Green. Um, little less surprised that, you know, I mean, I, let's, that's not the word. I would have been more surprised if he was on there. Um, not that I don't think he's not deserving, but that kind of goes to if you're putting Draymond Green on, who are you taking off? Right. Or how do you not have Dwight Howard if you had Draymond Green? Yeah. You can keep these coming, though. I kind of like this. Um, 
Yao Ming. Close. Mm. I'm indifferent. Very close. I'm fine that he's not, but if he had been on, I would have been okay too. I think the injury bug just kind of biting him. Yeah. I mean, guys, he's like 40 now. Like, it's weird to think about, but he's really that I know. good. Yeah. Bruce, wasn't there a year that he made the all he made the all star team without um, even playing? Yeah, because because uh, China about, got touched uh, too. Adrian Dantley. Mm-hmm. Eh. I was going to say. That that's a tough one. He's kind of he's a fence guy for me. Yeah, he's a fence guy for me. Who else do I got? Artist Gilmore. That's that's personal. As as a as a Bulls fan, <laughs> I, I gotta say I want him in. As a former Kentucky yeah. Colonel, I have to say I want him on there. Yeah, Bob Lanier. I could see it. Yeah, I could definitely see Bob Lanier. I think I already said I asked you guys about Alex English. You didn't, but I, I'm fine with him not making it. I I'm not anti yeah. him, but Paul Gasol. Ooh, I'm okay with Paul not Paul not Paul not being on there. Um, I'm not. You want Paul on? I feel like he was one of the best big men of his era. And he's got two NBA championships that the Lakers don't win without him. Which I guess ruins my James Worthy point, but. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Yeah, touche, Tim Daniel. Touche. You just touche'd yourself. I know, I did. Earl Monroe. I was shocked he wasn't on there. That was too. Yeah, Alonzo, I don't love him, but Alonzo Morning could see a uh, case. But if you're not going to have Dikembe, you can't have Alonzo. Yeah, and I, and actually, I look, went and looked at Alonzo. I mean, he had a, there was a great eight year stretch, but then again, then he gets kidney disease or whatever, and then he he misses a year, and then he comes back. He's just not the same guy. But I think he was like a six time All Star. Um, you know. Top 35 NCAA list, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else do we got? Hey, JR. He's just trying to be quiet because <laughs> I think all the other guys that I had on, on the list um, made it. Yeah, there were some names I was excited to see as far as like the history of basketball. Like Hal Greer making it, it's awesome to me. Um, yeah. Sam Jones, as much as I don't like the Celtics, I'm okay the fact he made it. I think I had him out on our when we did our like re- reaction. Mm-hmm. This one was this one was personal for me though. Was Wes Unseld? Oh yeah, I'm all in for Wes Unseld making it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and the reason the reason the reason I asked you that question in the very beginning. Not that, not that this list 
the NBA list and the ESPN list that shouldn't be the exact same, but ESPN had Wes Unsell ranked as the 50th best player of all time. Hmm. That didn't make a top 75 list. Right. Yeah, technically you're correct. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, I am glad they didn't number it because, God, we'd be having a whole other conversation right now. Oh, that's <laughs> you know, as, as the guy who's trying to, like, end the GOAT debate, like, I sh- that should just be, like, my, my campaign for fandom. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. But I feel like we'll be talking about this for a while. Um, real quick, last thing before we get out of here, really loving the 75th anniversary jerseys we've seen teams rock so far. The Knicks oh, jerseys yeah. and the Celtics game opening night were fire. Dude. Yeah. The Knicks, yeah. Knicks were fire. Fire. Um, really liked – I know they weren't as good-looking as the Knicks jerseys, but I loved, like, the six uh, the Warriors wearing the Wilt era jerseys. I thought those yeah. were cool. Um, I'm a sucker for that stuff, though. There's a rumor the Bulls yeah. City Edition jersey this year is going to have the Chicago Cursive back. So Ooh. give it to me. Oh, those are beautiful. Yeah. Thank God my wife and I don't share a bank account. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Um, unless Absolutely. there's anything else you guys want to touch on before we roll. Um, but thank you all for tuning in. Keep an eye out for upcoming episodes. So this Wednesday on at large bid, we'll be pre- previewing the big 10 and the big 12 conferences. Uh, we just wrapped up the big East and the American uh, which I did their media days as well. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that as we're getting you ready for the college basketball season and the shot college crew every Friday night, Kyle and Joe uh, putting their episodes up and doing their thing. I really liked their NBA overreaction episode. If you get a chance to mm. listen to it, it was really good. It was uh, good. So check those guys out. Um, please take some time to subscribe to our YouTube channel, our TikTok, our Twitter, our Instagram, all the link trees in our Twitter account uh 40 minutes network and also please 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 five star reviews they go so far for us they help us so much so thank you all thank you josh thank you ben have a great night and hope everyone's enjoying the league back yes